Hey everybody, welcome to a Kingdom Project podcast. I am Joseph Sanchez, alongside with Pastor Ernie. How's it going? My brother. How are you flowing? I heard that this morning from the Lord. Mm. I heard that. Yeah. He he asked me a question. Mm. He said, how are you flowing today? Mm. So I'm still trying to discover that, but... <clears throat> that's good. Yeah, that's what I heard this morning in my prayer, in my meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm asking all the listeners, how are you guys flowing? You know? That's so good. we're excited to bring um, the parable of the leaven. We're going to continue with our study. Um, Ernie, you're coming back from Washington. You're coming back from a little family vacation. Refresh, recharge. You look good, man. Uh, I feel good. <laughs> it's flowing. There we go. <laughs> I'm flowing. <laughs> oh, we're drinking some uh, Mexico El Lobo organic coffee. It's mm. good stuff. That is very good. Yeah. So I love it, my brother. <clears throat> with uh, without further ado, the mic's yours, man. Awesome. So I want to pick up where we left off because. Um, okay. Last time we were together, we, we talked about, actually there's a kind of a, a presentation of three parables that are kind of connected. And that's the parable of the tares that we studied. Right. And then the, the parable of the large tree. Large okay, tree. Or the mustard seed oh, okay. parable. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, today's is the parable about the leaven. Mm-hmm. And these are three parables that deal with the appearance of the kingdom. So I'm discovering as we're creating these podcasts, uh, the significance of the language and the words we're using because we started with the reality of the kingdom, which revealed the true nature of kingdom citizens in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And so that was the focus of those chapters that we called the constitution of the kingdom and it had to do with the reality of the kingdom Mm -hmm. but here in matthew 13 which is more focused on the outward outward and the appearance of the kingdom Mm -hmm. isn't just something that the lord was giving the disciples so that they know what the kingdom of god looks like but also to recognize that the appearance of the kingdom outward was being presented in a way that was out of order. There's some negative, um, you know, insights being uh, presented in these, especially these next, well, the three parables, this next parable, plus the previous two parables. So this is the fourth parable So keep that in mind that Jesus probably wanted the disciples to know the reality of the kingdom, but in the appearance of the kingdom, it was becoming outwardly expressed, but in an abnormal way, not the way God intended it to look. Mm. And uh, so it wasn't accomplishing what truly the kingdom of God is about. 
So we want to keep that in mind as we look at these parables, and I'll talk about a little bit about all three of them, but mainly the, the next one, which is um, the parable of, of the leaven. Okay. Okay? Perfect. So let's read that uh, simple presentation in Matthew 13 and verse 33. So he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till, till it was all leavened. Okay. Um, so in my translation, it says the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal. Meal. Till it was all leaven. And yours says... Mine says flour. Flour. This is the English standard version. Which is, is they're both correct. Right. Okay. And they both signify something that we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, so, first of all, leaven um, in the Bible signifies evil things. Mm. And we need to look at that so that we know what this parable is focusing on. Okay. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 and verse 8. <clears throat> Your boasting is not good. Do you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Um, cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Wow. <laughs> so a, a lot of people traditionally interpret this parable as it being positive. Right. As it being the kingdom of God is like yeast. You add yeast to bread to make it rise right. or to get larger. Okay. And so they use it to... Um, to say that the, the, you know, the impact of the kingdom, the influence of the kingdom when introduced, right. has a you know a, an, an effect that expands. Right. So it expands things, okay. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but when you look deeper into this and use the Bible to interpret itself, which is a key to mm -hmm you know, interpreting accurately right. in context of the whole Bible. Mm. Um, that's how you're going to get the pure word of God. Wow. Not opinions, right. not just, you know. Guesswork. Guesswork or, or even uh, intellectual, you know, reasoning. Right. You know, through just um, taking for, you know, uh, face value and not really doing the work right. to dig deeper. Right. And as you know, we're all about digging deeper. That's right. Yeah. Because remember, it's a parable. Mm. <coughs> Excuse right. me. It's right. a parable. So he spoke in parables, and we're going to read about that before we finish on purpose so that things would be hidden. And in this parable, we even see a woman hiding something as right. well, okay, right. which, which is, you know, the, the leaven right. in the three measures of flour or meal, okay? So it's funny how they use that word hide. 
You right. know what I mean? It's like why why wouldn't she just put it in in the flower? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's interesting. It, it makes it sound like <laughs> and so those little doing, details, doing you know, sneaky. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, it leaven also signifies evil doctrines. Mm. So let's look at Matthew sixteen, verse six first. Jesus said to them, "Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees." Wow. And verses eleven through twelve. How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. <laughs> it's pretty clear, right? It's plain as day, yeah. That's why I said the Bible yeah. interprets itself, but yeah. we have to do the work to connect right. the pictures, the types, the shadows, the figures with the words or the messages. Right. You know, and then you get a bigger picture and fuller understanding of what what's the Lord really trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. So it has to do with evil things, but it also has to do with evil doctrines. Okay, and so the phrase unleavened bread, okay, has to do with fine flour that was used. Okay, um, and here we see a woman. She hides the leaven in three measures of meal or flour, okay? Um, Typically in the Bible, a woman signifies many things, but one of the things it really signifies is the church. Mm -hmm. The church is considered a woman. You know, she's the bride. That's right. And she's going to be the wife of God, okay? Um, and that's the goal of God for the church. And you see it all the way at the end of the Bible in Revelations 21 and 22, where New Jerusalem is revealed. And it talks about the bride in mm. New Jerusalem being prepared and wearing white garments, which are the righteous acts of the saints. And, and so there's this whole, you know, language that's a mystery about the church Mm. and we're not going to go there today but this is referring to that okay so this woman if you realize that she's a type of the church um, and so specifically the church at that time which is in about the 16th the sixth century okay Um, so the 6th century church took many pagan practices, heretical doctrines, and evil matters and mixed the teachings about Christ with them, mm-hmm. leavened the whole content of Christianity Wow! with evil doctrines, evil teachings, um, evil practices, Okay, that that's why we need to pay attention to this little parable. Doesn't seem like there's very much in it. It's heavy. But this fourth yeah. parable, it corresponds to the fourth church in Revelations wow. chapter two. Which one was that? So let's look at it. Revelations two verses eighteen through twenty nine. 
Ephesians. And that church is called the Church of Thyatira. 18 through what? 29. Okay, so I'm going to, I'll read it. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, the words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works, your love and faith and service and patience, endurance, patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman, Jezebel, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto, onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation, unless they repent of her works, and I will strike her children dead. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end. To him I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. As when earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my Father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Man. <laughs> Those are the seven letters to the seven churches dictated by the glorified Christ. Yeah. And John, the revelator, is receiving, you know, uh, insight, uh, enlightenment. And those letters were actually uh, secular letters that were to be distributed among those actual seven churches. Right. But they're a picture of the whole history of the church. So, because the number seven, as you know, in the Bible stands for completion. Completion, yeah. It's a complete picture of the history of the church. And even not just back in the days of Asia Minor where the churches were, but to the present. Yeah. Our church is there. And so it's meant to be read as a current event type reading, right? Right. To be relevant today. Yes. Okay. And there are things in it that if you'll listen to the Spirit, the Spirit will help you overcome mm. the same things they were facing and going through. Right. That's why it's important for us not to just read it historically, but to be able to accurately glean the spiritual meanings that are behind everything and all the figures and symbols that's being used to be able to accurately apply them mm. to our lives today. So here's what I titled the parable of the leaven. The parable of the leaven is the inward corruption of the outward appearance of the kingdom. Wow. 
the inward corruption of the outward appearance of the kingdom. That's what we're looking at at this fourth parable. Par, uh, parable. And, and it corresponds with the fourth church in the presentation of the letters to the seven churches, Thyatira. Okay? And no, notice that the beginning of the churches, starting with the first church, Ephesus, it started out good. Yeah. That name Ephesus means desirable. Mm. And the Lord, you know, was commending them for everything they were doing and, and doing things that, you know, he loved. And also, they hated things that he hated. So, but now you start to see uh, this degradation start mm -hmm. to take place as you go to the next church and then the third church, Pergamos, and you start realizing, okay, things start to get, you know, uh, corrupted. All right. And, um, and, and things started to begin to uh, experience mixture, mm -hmm. okay? And Thyatira is the one where you really see it, right. kind of really come to a real full, full turn. Okay, so this particular church in Thyatira is that picture of that inward kind of corruption that's coming in, and it's coming out as the appearance of the kingdom. Mm. That's happening today. Right. Okay. So let's look at what a meal offering is, okay? In okay. Leviticus 2, verse 1. Sorry, I am got a little bit oh, of... Take uh, your time, brother. I think oatmeal cookie in my throat. Oh, I really? got stuck or yeah, something. Yeah, my wife made those, so... <laughs> she, uh... They're delicious. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Chapter um, 2. Leviticus, chapter 2, verse 1. Okay, so when anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour. He shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it and bring it to Aaron's sons, the priest. And he shall take mm -hmm. from it a handful of fine flour and oil with all of its frankincense. And the priest shall burn this as its memorial portion on the altar, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. It is a most holy part of the Lord's food offerings. Okay, so it's a meal offering. And that's the language that the Lord's using in Matthew 13. Mm. Okay? Because the, the meal offering and all the offerings in the Old Testament speak of Christ. Mm. So he is a meal offering. Right. Okay. Um, and, and so it signifies Christ as food, but not just food for the priest, because the priest would eat that offering. But half of it was for them, and half of it was for God. So it wasn't just to satisfy the priest, but it was also to satisfy God. Mm. So it's, it's a picture. And in particular, three measures equals a full meal. Wow. So think of the language he's using in the parable, the three measures. Uh, you find that in Genesis 18.6 with Abraham and Sarah when 
Abraham had a visitation from the Lord before he went to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, mm. right? And Abraham sends Sarah out and tells her to get three full, three measures of flour, okay, uh, to create a meal, a full meal. So you see it there in Genesis 18:6, and also Leviticus 2. I don't know if you read 4 and 5, but are you still there? Yeah. Read 4 and 5. Okay. <clears throat> when you bring a grain offering baked in the oven as an offering, it shall be unleavened loaves of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers smeared with oil. And if your offering is a grain offering baked on a griddle, it shall be a fine flour unleavened mixed with oil. So you see, it, it had to be unleavened. No leaven in it. Right. And you see that principle throughout the whole Bible, okay? Uh, anytime they were having special offerings or feasts that required bread or, or flour, um, it was unleavened. Mm. That means it was flat. It didn't have yeast in it or it was big plump bread. Right. But it was more like a wafer or a cracker. Right. You know, and, and so it's significant to see that because the, the parable of the leaven has to do with a matter of mixture. Fine flour used for meal offerings for the present to feed on, for the priest to feed on, okay, is what the meal offering was about also for God's satisfaction, both of them, okay? So it's a full type of Christ in his humanity. Wow. It's a picture of him. And so are all the offerings. So let, let's just talk about the woman for a moment. So the woman of Matthew 13 is also Jezebel of Revelations 2 in Thyatira. Mm. And that word Jezebel is, isn't that like Lord of Flies or something like that? No, no. That's uh, Beelzebub. That's Be okay. But Jezebel is a famous queen in the Old Testament who was married to King Ahab. Oh. Okay, and, and she was pretty ruthless. <laughs> okay, she was pretty evil. Wow. Okay, she's the one that um, threatened to kill Elijah. Mm. And that he, after Mount Carmel and that big victory, ran off scared, you know, because of Jezebel. And so... But Jezebel, this Jezebel, in Revelations 2, again, there's spiritual meanings to mm -hmm. some of the things that you read that are using symbols and pictures from the Old Testament okay, to explain the New Testament. That's why you need to know the pictures of the Old Testament okay, to transfer them to the New Testament. Right. So the Jezebel we're looking at is the same woman in Matthew 13 that's hiding the you know leaven in the yeah. in the meals okay and she also is pictured as the great prostitute in Revelation 17 so now you have this woman in Matthew 13 okay doesn't tell you who she is doesn't name her but she's a type okay it signifies the church, and in particular, the church corrupted, degraded. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you see the the you know the, the correlation with Revelations two, mm -hmm. and Jezebel and, Th and Thyatira. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
because what Jezebel was being used for was to get, you know, the saints to commit fornication and idolatry. Okay, so to practice things spiritually speaking, not just talking about literal, literal. fornication and and yeah, that was going to be my question and and physical idolatry. Yeah. But there's a spiritual meaning behind all of this, okay? Right. Because it plays out in Revelation 17. And when you see Revelation 17 and you see the great prostitute, and that's Jezebel, she, it's, it's Babylon. Mm. It's a system. A man-made system. It's a, it's a religious system. Yeah. Plus a political system. Wow. It's a mixture. And it, it's, it's an eye-opener for us because it's, it's talking about how this leaven, you know, infiltrated the whole lump. All of Christianity. Not just one section of it. Not just the Catholics. Mm. But also the Protestants. Yeah. Also today. The different sects and denominations, denominations and yeah. it's infiltrated. Okay, and, and so look at Revelation 17, okay. verse 4. So it says, Where's verse 4? The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of of her sexual immorality. And on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. <laughs> Man. Jesus. <laughs> this is some heavy stuff. It but... is. It is. And when you use the pictures and stuff like that, it's... It's even heavier, I think, because now God is revealing the word to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So in preparing this message, okay, this lesson, okay, um, I was getting a picture of, you know, th this Babylon, this great prostitute pictured in Revelations, she has divinity. Right. Because of the gold, the cup of, that's gold. Right. The pictures, you know, the typologies. Again, if you learn and study those, you're, you're, you're better at interpreting, you know, scripture and getting the true meaning behind them. Yeah. Um, and you see it. But yet when you look in the cup, what's in the cup? Abominations. Abominations. And impurities. Impurities. You know, it's mixtures. It, yeah. And it's talking about like her outside appearance. We may look good. That's it. On the outside. That's it. You know, but in, on the inside, we're really, we put up this false persona, you know, and we all do it. You know right. what I mean? And so that's what, I think that's what God's doing here. Exactly. He's trying to clean all that out. Hello. Brother. Yep. You got it, brother. Yep. Man. You got it. Clicked. Yes. And, and so, and there's different ways that that um, leaven comes into our lives and that we uh, tolerate or that we participate in. Mm. And Jesus warned his own disciples, man, watch out for the leaven of the Pharisees, right. Sadducees. 
their doctrine, their teachings. Yeah. And they were the religious leaders of the day. They were the experts of the law. That's right. They were the, you know, pr uh, promoters of Judaism. Mm -hmm. They were they were creating proselyte, uh, proselytes. Mm. And uh, he was warning them, you know. And then here in this parable about the mixture, you know, of having any leaven in our lives um, that will pollute or contaminate the purity of the simple gospel of yeah. Jesus Christ and the message of Christ and his kingdom. You know, it's always about the king and his kingdom. It really is simple. Yeah. If you look at it, you know, if you have an open mind. Right. You know. So let me just just give you a couple of points of practical things. Okay. okay. So some of the leaven that we use today is disguised to try to make spiritual things easier for people to accept. Mm -hmm. In other words, gimmicks. We think that our gimmicks to make it easier for people to come into the kingdom and the things of God, honor God and please the Lord, okay? but they don't. What, what works is the pure word of God being preached, spoken, lived. Not all of our creative fancy ideas of mm. how to win more people to Christ, you know, how to make it easier for people. Right. Coming into spiritual things and the depths of God is not simple and easy. Right. Salvation is. But even that, the present presentation of the gospel needs to be clear and pure. Right. Okay. And so that we don't present another gospel or another Jesus or we don't have a different spirit mm. as ministers of the New Testament. Okay. So the pure and sanctified way to preach the gospel and being people that we help others come to Christ is through prayer and the ministry of the Word of God. Wow. If I'm not praying and in the Word, my preaching, my witnessing has no power. Wow. I'm depending on my gimmicks to make it easier for people to come in to understand spiritual things. And it doesn't work because unless the Spirit of God draws a man, he can't even come to God. Yeah, that's right. So what's more important is the Spirit that I'm carrying, right. that I operate in. That's flowing. It's flowing. If I'm flowing in the Spirit of God, it's going to impart a spiritual gift yeah. through my life. I picture the river in Genesis. You know, it starts with one river. It's living water. Yeah. 
Right. And it flows, you know. It I know flows that's a, through the whole Bible. I know that's a whole picture of in and of itself. That, that river yeah. flows all the way to Revelations because wow. you see it flowing from the throne at the end. It's pictured. Wow. That's the source of that river. And, and so and that's the reality because many times we are duped into or tricked into or we uh, just somehow think that we have you know, smarts and, you know, things that we use that's going to catch people, Mm -hmm. make them see and come in and convince them. That's not our job. Right. The Spirit is the one that convicts or convinces people that they need Christ. The wind blows where it wishes. Paraphrasing, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's a description of the Spirit of God. You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going, but you sure can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can hear the sound of it, too. But that, that's exactly right. So we're not, we're not after just a work or a movement, but we really need a true witness of Jesus Christ, a testimony. Mm-hmm. So can I find a witness, a true witness, a true <laughs> testimony of Christ? Because that is what God uses to transform lives. A changed life changes lives. Amen. So allowing him to get the leaven out and things that are mixtures and practices and doctrines that, you know, are evil. They have an evil nature and, and source to them without us realizing they're not, they're not sacred. They're not divine. It's not God. It's a mixture of things. And right. that's the problem that we have is we've been given a lot of half-truths yeah. and we believe them. We've swallowed them. Or it makes us feel good. It makes us feel good, yeah. exactly. So remember the three parables I was talking about? So the tares is talking about changed nature of the constituents of the kingdom, okay? Mm. Because the tares grew up, they were planted with alongside of the wheat, and they grew up and sprung up next to the wheat. But they were false, right? And, and so the, the mustard seed is talking about a false facade, a big tree that grew, um, and it's impressive, right? But it was abnormal growth because it's supposed to be an herb, like a bush, mm-hmm. for food. And it ends up being this large tree yeah. that the birds nest in. And we found out that those birds in Matthew 13 are a picture of evil birds or you know, messengers of the enemy lodging in Christendom, Mm -hmm. okay? And now we're looking at leaven, which has to do with inward corruption. Wow. That's why it's an inside job. That's right. You know, so that when the kingdom appears, it's appearing in a way that's approved Mm -hmm. instead of uh, abominable. 
So there are many uh, that are practicing or preaching the kingdom, but they don't realize that there's still leaven that needs to be removed, mm. uh, that they're operating in, and that's causing a mixture. It's a picture of today's Christianity. Wow. Total picture of it. So Ecclesiastes teaches us that um, two are better than one because a, a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. So I, I want to kind of conclude everything with just a word of encouragement. Mm. In order for us to learn how to operate in a three-stranded cord, okay, you need to keep remembering three things. The Scripture, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm. Stay in the Scripture, in the Son, and in the Spirit. And that's going to keep you okay, from being entangled with the snake and intertwining you with, you know, a offering that satisfies God, that represents and expresses Christ outwardly and His kingdom. So we have to stay tied to those three. Uh, otherwise, we end up taking in a lot of things yeah. from different places and different people that sound good, feels good, looks good, but not all that glitters is gold. Right. And you don't want to build with those kinds of materials. Mm. You want to build with what's pure gold, silver, you know, precious stones. Amen. Um, and so I hope that this helps someone uh, because you may be realizing that you allowed yourself to be influenced or infected by leaven in our society today, in Christendom, things that are being done, things that are popular, people are running after. Don't be deceived. Right. Stay in the Scripture. Stay in Christ, in the Son. Stay in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he's going to keep you, you know, and you're going to have a, a power when you speak in your life, the way you live. Mm -hmm. uh, so it comes back to that again, pursuing his kingdom first and his righteousness. And you can't get away from that because that's God's plan. So I, I, just, I just felt like we needed to kind of cap this part of the parables because there's three more that are together as well. Mm. So these three are pretty strong, but they are showing the inward corruption of the outward expression of the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like they have a negative connotation, but the Lord is really showing us what he doesn't want or a way to come out of it, you know? So, yeah, <clears throat> it's good, Ernie. Yeah. It's good. So it's a, a little bit of a warning, 
but much needed mm -hmm. because when the disciples where we're headed after Matthew 13 is Matthew 24 and 25 and we'll get into the 70 days of Daniel okay okay 70 weeks of Daniel uh, when we get there we're gonna find that the disciples asked Jesus the question you know tell us what it's going to be like at the end of the age you know what's what's going to happen and all that describe when you return what's going to look like and Jesus just tells them the first response is do not be deceived mm. it's going to be a lot of false prophets right and we're kind of seeing that intensify in today's age you know right with everything the culture everything false apostles right. false teachers false gospels things are and even so much so intensified that even the very elect mm -hmm. can be deceived wow that's a pretty strong you know indictment to mm -hmm. really hold on to because that's what's going to be happening in the church not out in the world here inside the church mm -hmm. but God is bringing up and raising up you know a remnant that are going to be spokesmen and a true testimony of the Lord wow. and a true witness that's why I said can I get a witness <laughs> well the real witness please stand is there up a real witness in yeah. the making that God is developing and is growing that will preach the truth because people don't want to hear sometimes what we're saying mm -hmm. they want easy believism they want you to Milk. make it easy for them to come into spiritual things and you know the Bible describes it as a path that is narrow it's straight we wanted everything broad and wide mm -hmm. but that road leads to destruction the one that leads to life it's a narrow gate it's it's a narrow path yeah. it's not easy and it's free because salvation is free but it costs right it's yes. free for us but it costs god it costs the lord a heavy price Amen. We forget that part. We do. Right? That's right. But I believe that the Lord is raising up a remnant that are hearing what the Spirit is saying. Mm -hmm. And they're hungry for it. And they're pursuing it. And because of that, God will fill them. Amen. That's right. He will fill them. And that doesn't mean we've arrived and we've got it all. We know it all. No way. Yeah. But we are continuing to go from glory to glory to glory. Amen. And it's getting more and more intense. That's right. That's right. And brighter, even though it's darker out there. Yeah. So be encouraged in that. And open your Bible. Yes. Get a hold of God. And tell and ask him to speak to you, to give you your own personal revelation, because it's life. And you can receive revelation every day if you're open, if you're in the flow. In the flow. If you're flowing, yeah. you're going to receive something that you need. He'll give you 
on an as-need-to-know basis what you need to know. Not everything, but for now, you need this. Right. Okay? And so you take it and you run with it. And you cooperate with God. And everything is, you know, uh, in His plan, in His purpose, so that you can give thanks in all things. Mm-hmm. Not just the good things, the easy things, but some of the things you have to face and walk through and challenges. You realize it's 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 intentional. There's purpose in it. Yeah. So thank you for you know this opportunity. Thank you, Ernie. To you know promote and to produce the kingdom of God via podcasts and yeah. our listeners. You're you're um, a blessing to us. Yeah. You are. A joy. Uh, we we are thankful to be able to speak into you um, the life you know that comes from the DNA of God, yeah. from His Spirit, from Zoe, um, and praying that you're receiving that so that you're strengthened in your inner man mm. and that you're having a full meal. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ernie. And I just want to encourage. Our listeners, if, if you feel like this podcast is directing you in a way where you want to connect with me and Ernie, you know, like we're in this day and age where it's like everything's internet, but there's not real intimacy. You know what I mean? Reach out to us. You know, we're, we're always up for a cup of coffee to fellowship. There's nothing like being in the same room with, with you know, other believers and, and people that could speak life in, in into your life and I'm testimony of that, um, you know, and I just want to thank you, Ernie, for taking the time to do this podcast with me, man. It's such a blessing in my life, man. And 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 what you're what we're building here is is people, and that's why I love about you, Ernie. Right. You're not here to build buildings. You're not here to build, you know, material things, but 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 people and to cultivate those relationships. Amen. You know, I was having a conversation with my wife last night and, <clears throat> you know, you came up and man, I'm like, you know, telling her how blessed I am to have you in my life. And, you know, I was like, Jesus never came to build buildings, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But successors, right? Yeah. Disciples and to speak life and, and to yes. other people, eternal beings, you right. know? And so thank you for speaking life into others and, 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 and um, into my life and to leaving a legacy of, right. of, uh, of future believers and, and, and people that can make impact in other people's lives. Awesome. Thank you, brother. And, and if you guys, if it's in your heart to give, I'll leave information to, um, to send love offerings if you guys feel that if you guys need it, it, it's, it helps us with equipment to produce the podcast with, with all that good stuff. So uh, we thank you, Ernie, you have anything else? No, I, I just, again, um, want to give an invitation for people to, um, of course, uh, first of all, and foremost, connect with Christ and his kingdom, but, um, also to understand the value of having a trainer, discipler yes. in your life, a place where you can go and you can grow, mm-hmm. um, and a safe place 
where there's an atmosphere of healing, you know, and freedom uh, to evolve and discover your true uh, design and identity and destiny, which can only be found in Christ and in his kingdom. I mm -hmm. found that out to be true. We're getting ready to receive some materials. They're on their way from the Philippines called the One Seed. Awesome. It's a protocol for discipleship, for fatherhood, because the goal is to become fathers. So our mandate is to raise up not just sons, but also fatherhood to be, become perpetual producers for mm -hmm. the kingdom and mature. And so we're, we're going to be, in the near future, launching a one-seed discipleship opportunity and certainly want to make it available to those who truly want to come into the knowledge of the kingdom of God and begin to be established in it and grow and develop. So that'll be coming. I, I don't have a launch date for it, but once I get everything here, we'll promote it and okay. we'll see and put the word out. Sounds good. And uh, Joseph, I don't know if we're going to have it here in oh, your no, place. Brother. It's available. Um, <laughs> here we are located in Ontario, California. Yes. And also what's called the Inland Empire. So right. I live in Upland. Uh, Joseph lives in Ontario. But we're connected with the whole region here. And uh, we are inviting people already to prepare them to be a part of that. So we'd love for you, if you're interested, give us a, a call, yeah, contact us. Yeah. You know, Joseph will follow up and uh, we'll see what God has in store. We're, we're not about having a bunch of numbers. It doesn't have to be a big crowd. We're just looking for a few, a few good men, a few good women. There it is. That really want what God has for this next level Amen. of your journey. Amen. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'll leave the information in the show notes. Um, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, reach out. We love you guys. God bless. Amen.